Hello, dear listeners. Uh, before this episode gets started, I wanted to talk about something uh, that happened and something that's going on in our Charlotte soccer community. Uh, for those of you that know Ashley Mahoney and Brad Barnett, uh, Brad is the host of the Second Yellow Soccer Show, and Ashley is, of course, the uh, reporter uh, for QCFC, who basically is the only reporter in town who reports on soccer, and she's a big part of the independence community and the Charlotte soccer community. Um, well, they uh, lost a member of their family to cancer, and uh, we wanted to express our condolences. And um, we also wanted to kind of kick off an initiative. Um, Ashley is running in the Charlotte Marathon in no- November, and she has started a GoFundMe campaign uh, to raise uh, money for cancer research. And that link is going to be in the description of this episode. And what we're asking everybody to do is we're going to each make a $27 donation which is about a dollar a mile, um, to Ashley's GoFundMe. And we're asking our listeners to match that. So essentially, we had about 50 listeners last episode. And if each person were to match our donation and give $27, we could raise about $1,500 for uh, cancer research and for Ashley's race in particular. Uh, This is just a big opportunity for us to kind of put our money where our mouth is. I know a lot of times we talk about how the Charlotte Independence is a big soccer family, and I think this is a really big opportunity for us to act as a family. So if you would please uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and um, consider donating. You can obviously donate more. You can donate less. um, Just whatever you can give. Um, Again, that link is going to be in the description um, of this episode, and we're going to put it out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to episode six of Talkin' Jacks. Uh, Your Charlotte Independents remain in first place uh, with a really busy week. We played Wednesday night against Bethlehem Still. And we're going to talk about that one. And then we followed that up um, with a one-to-one draw last night against Orlando City B. So uh, my co-host Ben is here to recap all of that action. And we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, ben, how are you doing today? Doing good. Got some coffee. Uh, mid-afternoon coffee is always great. It is always good. I mean, I'm, I'm over here drinking my shock top with a splash of orange juice. There it's you my go favorite sunday afternoon more shocked up than orange juice then yes okay just a splash okay but um so ben did not get the chance to attend the game last night we're gonna i guess we're gonna go backwards right is that is that how we're gonna do this we're gonna talk about last night first and then we'll go back to wednesday night is that cool with you yeah that's cool with me all right so last night uh the independents faced orlando city b at home at the sportsplex um and we drew one to one it was kind of a Disappointing result because they played really well, um, especially yeah. considering how tired they had to have been. I believe that was the like fourth or fifth game in over a 14-day stretch or something, yeah. something gonna, wild like that. There's a lot that. of games that have been back-to-back. Luckily, this is the last of it, thank God. Woo! Yes, which is something I definitely want to talk about later on. Um, but yeah, luckily we have one game a week here on throughout the rest of the week, or the rest of the season, I should say. Uh, but it was it was an interesting game. There was a lot to play for too. Um, I think the Cincinnati game was still probably going on at this point. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was. Um, um, 
But there's the the middle of the table is so congested that OCB, who finally made it into the playoff discussion at the eighth spot, had a lot to play for. We had a lot to play for too, of course. Yep, we're um, trying to extend our lead um, before our final stretch of games at the end of the season. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, Orlando City B, um, I believe, was sitting in the eighth spot coming into the game, mm-hmm. and as of right now, they're in the into the seventh spot. They are. Um, so they are well within the playoff race. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of congestion there. We'll probably hit on that maybe in our next episode when we have less um, on-the-field action to talk about. We can yes. talk more about big-picture things. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as last night went, uh, the Independents gave up an early penalty, which I think we have a little slight disagreement about. Disagreement. I think it was a crap call and an extremely soft penalty. Mm. I've watched the replay probably – a dozen times now in slow motion, you know, yeah. and I still can't tell if Luke made any contact with. I don't even know who the player was. Is it, uh, was it Barry? It was, Haji Barry, yeah. was it Barry? It was okay, Haji Barry. I can't. I could still can't tell if he made any contact with Barry's foot I think or leg. He did I think he tripped him? Is the thing. Um, and my thing is, I think he went down very easy. Then he probably did. Honestly, um, he probably knew what he was doing. Um, I'm glad he wasn't carded, if anything else. Like, that was obviously not a cardable offense. He, but I think the reason why the, the foul was called, essentially trying to be neutral in this uh, discussion, for whatever reason, I don't even know why I'm trying to be neutral. But um, I think because he cut off his angle, um, I think they had to call it. Because I've seen that called a handful of times before in the midfield, in the box. Um, it's unfortunate, especially because Mizell almost had it, or Mizell, yeah, um, almost had he it. He did get a finger on it, um, yeah. which I've noticed. I think he's guessed right on most of the penalty yeah. kicks this year. I think he's gotten a hand on most of them as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. We haven't gone back and watched or anything. but True. I'll, I'm still sticking with my opinion that it was a soft call. Um, I think if there was any contact, it was not enough to make him go down the way he did. I mean, he collapsed. Yeah. Um, he did get up pretty quickly, all things considered. But um, – you know, it is what it is. It was 1-0 after the mm-hmm. penalty conversion, and the independents did not sit around and, and mope. Um, no. While we were still moping in the stands, uh, <laughs> they equalized. I believe it was the seventh minute. Yeah, seventh minute. Um, and it was, you know, once again, just great effort from L- everybody on the on the field. You know, our attack mm-hmm. is so fluid. Um, it's so great to see these guys work together. Uh, I, get, I think it was a cross put in. Johnson, I believe. Was it Johnson? I think it was on the right side. So yeah, I think Johnson. I think Johnson put in like a gr- a ground cross, um, after a really great ball from from Hilton, mm-hmm. and um, you know, then he Johnson as well went. I think he went for the shot, um, and kind of scuffed it. Yeah, it, at first it, I thought he perfect. may have. My uh, optimistic side may, thought that he had the shot had got deflected like immediately after uh-huh. he came maybe, off. Maybe you know, I think he, I think he just pre- missed it. Unfortunately, I think he did too, um, but. Especially by his reaction after he, the fact, but luckily <laughs> Dave was trying to clean it up. I believe uh, he got the back of the net. credited for an assist, though. Even if, even did though he? it was a, did they really credit him for assist. They did as of I'm last just night. Getting crazy because yep. I saw one. He still is credited with an assist <laughs> as of today, so it counts. That makes me laugh because there was I was watching the OCB game when they played Ottawa, and there was an obvious pass that Hadji Barry had, interestingly enough, to. His own player, the player headed into the goal. They didn't give him an assist. Like I, I don't know what's going on with Opta. 
Well, um, I don't know how it works. I, from what I understand, I think there's a person that watches the game and collects the stats mm. and then submits it to Opta. I, I, but I don't know for sure if that's how, if that's the case. Um, we, maybe it's we weird. should ask about that but before the assist next to, game. Assist to Johnson. Might as well give him that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it only took us, what, was it like a two, three minutes? It was two minutes. penalty it scored two in the minutes, fifth minute and then goal. Yep. Um, and really the whole first half um, – we had immense pressure on them. Yep. As I, I, I uh, tweeted out during the game that ever since we went down 1-0 from the penalty, it was all independence. Um, yeah, The remainder absolutely. of the first half, they really they really dug in. They start. They were passing right around them. I mean, the, uh, the only thing that stopped the independence from putting two or three on the board more was uh, Earl Edwards Jr., and that oh, became God. a theme throughout the night. He yeah. played – he played. I would. I. I'd like to say he played over his head, but I don't know that he played over his head. He just played to his usual standard. Oh yeah. I, mean, he's, I think he had a nine save performance. Nine saves. Uh, had like an eighty-eight percent save accuracy. Yeah. He's. He's really good. He, he he's was. Fantastic. He was excellent. There were. Yeah. At least nine eight eight saves. Were, yeah. There were at least two nine saves that he made that I could not. I could not fathom how he made the mm-hmm. save. That one in the, um, I think it was the first half where uh, on the Wector header, Wector header. Oh my! That one was. I, really I mean, good. as soon as it came off his head, I'm thinking, yes, Luke finally scored. Mm-hmm. He's come so close so many times yeah. early in the season off set. It would have been a great redemption such. part for that too. And he just snatches it. Not only did he save it, but he he catches it. There was no. He's really sure-handed. Uh, um, he's a great keeper too. Yeah. He. Um, I think he's got the most. I know he was before this weekend. He had the most clean sheets in the USL at nine, um, which I'm assuming is, is still holding up at this point. If, if not, he's tied with some. Yeah, and I guess something else um, that we disagree on is that the Orlando defense, um, I don't think they're very good. I mm-hmm. think he saves them a lot. I think, um, especially last night, I mean, we got 21 shots off and 19 of those were in the box. And I know yeah, some of them shoot. did get blocked and, you know, they're not the worst defense that we've played, you, yeah, you, true. but um, I think he makes them look better than they are. True. I think if you take him out of the goalkeeper position, then they're not going to have as many clean sheets. They're not going to have yeah. as many wins, ties at that exactly. point. Exactly. Well, so yeah, many ties at this point. I think they've got eleven now. I think that was the eleventh. Yeah. yeah. And I, first team to over ten ties in the in the Eastern Conference. Woo. Um, well, hey, I mean, if they're if they're going to rely on that. Um, and they're gonna keep, if they are able to keep it up, they're gonna it's gonna carry them to the playoffs, and he's gonna yeah. be probably the main the main guy that's gonna carry them to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that this game felt to me a lot like the uh, game we played very early in the season against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Mm. I'm talking like yeah, maybe, that's a good maybe the third yeah, might have been the third game of the season. Very we gave up on, a yeah. very early goal, um, and then we immediately equalized on a penalty kick of our own so it was almost mm-hmm. reversed but it was yeah. one of those where then after that we put all the pressure on them but we just couldn't break through yeah it was third game of the season um, right after we played orlando for the first time it was actually. a little bit different because i don't think we played as well in that game as we did in this one no they um, they had uh oh what was his name um i, I greenspan greenspan Greens- they, that really tall uh, center back yeah and that from- was back when we were still trying to put in crosses in the box mm-hmm. every time down and we we put in let's see how many crosses did we put in this time like well we, we put lot. in 28 crosses in this game so but One our accuracy was better it was 35 percent which is pretty I, good I, I don't know yeah 
That sounds pretty pretty average, I would say. But one thing I noticed, too, about the first half is – and the reason why I guess I would say that their defense, to me, looked pretty solid um, is that they were stingy when they needed to be. Like, we had a ton of crosses and ground passes. We were pretty mixtured or yeah. mixed up in that case, I felt like, um, with our attack. But they were consistent enough to stop us when they needed to. Um, now, the fact that they we got the ball to that point so many times – Speaks to maybe they're not the best defense. Maybe their midfield isn't very good. Maybe, um, I, you know, we're not professional analysts or anything. No. So. Uh, but, uh, you know, what speaks to our quality in the attack and in possession as well, we created a lot of chances. Um, I think the, the best chance we had in the first half after the goal was right at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was a Enzo kind of a cutback pass to Alex on the other side of the box. And yeah. um, he, he – I don't know if he mishit it. He looked. He seemed, based on his reaction, like he mishit it. Um, yeah. But it ended up just going right at Edwards Jr. instead mm. of uh, towards the right side of the goal. I think he was trying to open up his body and hit it more to the right side of the goal that was more open. Yeah. Uh, but based on the look, because we were, I mean, all of us were right down there. Oh were yeah, you had the a really good angle so, at that I mean, point I, too. Yeah. I, I saw his, you know, facial expression after, and maybe he was just frustrated. The hit it right to him, but it, it seemed uh, the way it came off his foot like a mishit, but. It is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot you can do um, when a guy plays that well because I can't really fault find a too much fault in much of our attack. And, and we'll get to it later in the second half. I thought for sure we were going to break through. It was just a matter of time, but it, it did just, feel like it. It just never, it never came off. Yeah, and I was getting nervous too because the there were some the yeah. commentators were really they they said about. Five or seven times, both of these teams would be okay with a draw, which I've, I don't understand. Like, well, I maybe. get it, but like, especially Orlando, if you're in Orlando's situation, Orlando definitely would be. They needed points if they want because especially with as much as the standings are very congested right now, um, the first tiebreaker is wins, and they, they have, have seven very wins. Little. Yeah. They basically got less wins than almost anybody in that congestion there. So if it comes down to that, they're not going to break that tie, which is yeah. pretty unlikely, I guess. Um, but I was I was kind of surprised they didn't seem to go for the win. Orlando or us? Orlando. Orlando. Um, I'm not very surprised. I mean, you come come on the road to the number one team in your conference, mm-hmm. and you get a draw. I think that's a great result, no matter what position you are in the standings. Um, point is a point at the end of the day. Yeah, for especially I mean, with them, it allowed them to stay up to seventh, I believe. So yeah. like they have, I'm sure they have plenty of games at home to really go for the win, and mm-hmm. you don't. I can I can definitely see why you're not going to go for the win against us and open yourself up um, to our what has been a very lethal attack uh, yeah. previously in the year, especially with our counter based attack in that case. Well, and when and with Siage on the field and yeah, some Siage of the some of the speed good. that we had on the field late in the game, um, mm-hmm. I can definitely see why they didn't really want to commit many men forward. They did have a couple of counter attacks that almost resulted in. Um, a, a go-ahead goal. I, I believe one where uh, it was kind of a scramble. Everybody was getting back, um, but there was it was like a two-on-four basically. But nobody mm-hmm. was marking the guy, and Luke uh, Luke knocked it off the line. Yeah, I think deflected I it off the line, and there was you said I think you said that there were three guys on the goal line that yeah, weren't Cody. That, it was like mm-hmm. Luke. It was like Luke uh, Kalunji and maybe Johnson were all right mm-hmm. there in the goal. And it was beautiful and Cody, because and Cody, Cody was coming off out. his line. And it yeah. was instinctive for all them to be okay. Cody's off his line. He's if he doesn't make this save, 
we've got to cover the other areas. Yeah. Um, which we've seen happen a couple times. Uh, yeah. I think this is almost the third, if not fourth time we've seen this happen. The um, Louisville game was something Luke like made that the, Was it Cincinnati? I think Wechter made a, a save like that in Cincinnati. There was a game he made a really a nice save like that. Um, I want to say it was Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm not sure. I That was the game I know that Wechter got hurt, and I, that was the one where I missed most of it. So. Yeah, that's all right. But, you know, like I said, the performance itself, uh, I think it, it, it didn't really leave much to be desired. I can't, yeah. I can't really go out and say that we underperformed. I mean, we might have statistically underperformed because we didn't score off of all yeah. those With chances. With as many shots in the box we had, because um, I knew we had a lot. I, I don't know that I'm really trusting these stats, to be honest with you, on the USL's website because I don't know how we had – I don't know how we had 19 shots in the box and only nine of them were on target. Um, well, you have to remember that if but, it's I don't know an inch off target, it's still off target. Like there's like the Callum Ross uh, chance that he had at the very end where he flicked yeah. it with the outside of his boot um, and it curled just wide. Mm-hmm. It was one of the it was probably the closest chance we had. It just, well, there was the one that doesn't count as a shot. Off do you target, remember the one that so. was across? I don't. I know it was on the right side, but somebody had crossed it to Enzo right in front of the goalkeeper. He was right next to the right post. And all he would have had to do is tap it slightly into the box, into the goal, and that was that was the point where I was kind of like, ah, this is kind of getting frustrating. Um, where it would have been nice to get the three points. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we we were still undefeated at the Sportsplex. Um, we are making some distance between us and Charleston, uh, which we need to do. We needed to do that. And three points think, would have been preferred. I think that's why maybe it felt disappointing is because we have this opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Um, with this four-game homestand to really create some space between yeah. us and second and we need and third to place. with Louisville's uh, yeah and with all the games in advantage. hand that Louisville have and um you know the teams behind us nipping at our heels I think we're which just now I think we're in three points clear of Charleston now um which is which is okay we still have a game against them or mm-hmm. excuse me we still have two games against Charleston two and games, then we yeah. have one game left against Louisville so to an extent we hold our destiny in our own hands um but um as as I wrote in my We'll talk about this at the end, but as I wrote in my column, uh, the next two games, and this one was included in that discussion, are very important to our, where we're going to finish Yeah, because we have an opportunity to create space with home games against the, some of the lesser opponents. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, at this point, especially with the draw against OCB, in order – there, I don't think there's any chance we drop out of the top four. But no. big picture – Unless something catastrophic fan, happens. Unless, yeah, exactly. Unforeseen happens. Um, something out of left field. I, I, in order for us to get first place, I think we have to get six points out of these next two games. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't even understand why Louisville has only played 20 games. Everyone else in the East has played 22 or more games. Conspiracy theorist, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get rest them. But they do play a ton of games later in the season. Yeah, so. I mean, if I were them, I would rather have a schedule like ours where we kind of yeah. get our midweek clashes out of the way before the final stretch of the season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Louisville will adjust to that because obviously the independents have have uh, relished those opportunities. Even even with we did some squad, excuse me, uh, even with all the squad rotation we've done over the last few weeks, the players were exhausted last night you could see yeah. it on their faces um probably more so than it came through on the stream there was okay. in in uh stoppage time they just they came all the way back uh to defend a, a, a counter 
and it was like none of them wanted to go forward again. It mm-hmm. was that you could just see it. It was this real. I mean, their that's legs one thing were I heavy. think was a certainly a factor in us not getting the the three points and the extra goal. Yeah, was the fact that we played a ton of games here recently. Um, which you really can't blame them for that. Um, we with the way our offense is and the way our roster is built, we have to have certain people on the field to, I guess. Uh, perform different schemes and we have and to if be, we need a goal we have to have those personnel out there um which i think be, one thing is a little frustrating with the fatigue at this point yeah but all things considered i, I think this is a win for us it, it, ultimately if we would have dropped the point it would have been that much worse because yeah, for sure uh charleston would have been within uh striking distance to take first from us uh, but now we do have a three-point lead on them obviously yeah uh, i think it was frustrating to see um, them save so many, but again, we didn't. It's not like we were playing poorly. I mean, we weren't a hundred percent as sharp as we could have been. But considering how many games they've played, considering the mm-hmm. the intensity of the games, um, it's really nothing to complain too much about. I know it, it kind of stunk at the final whistle, but after you know watching the game again and watching the highlights, I mean, there's really nothing. Like I said, there's really nothing we can point to that was just an obvious blunder. Exactly. Yeah. Other than the questionable call, but that's early in the game. I mean, and, and that's we capitalized. From you that, can overcome so. those too. I mean, yeah. it was one call, and it was impressive to me to see how well Luke and Henry did at controlling Hadji Berry, because yeah. he had come in from the Ottawa game, and he had, as much as Opta didn't want to give it to him, he had an assist and two goals. In a three-goal game, so he was he was a part of all three goals yeah, in their and last game. He's actually scored. He's now scored in four consecutive and scored five goals in four games. Wow! So like he's he's playing really he's well, and they did really well to stop him. Luke mm-hmm. stepped up. Um, you know, we always talk about next man up, and we don't know if Duckett was out just for rest or if that shoulder was still giving him trouble um, that he hurt in Wednesday's game, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Um, but Luke. Looked a little um, rusty maybe in his passing out of the back, but, I mean, that's going to come with time. His touch is going to yeah. come back um, after he uh, – as he gets back into full training, you know, consistently. I don't know how many weeks he missed. Um, it was probably overall, a month but it or seems, so. It was a I while. Um, he, had, he, had, he got into a couple games as a substitute here in the last few weeks, um, and I think he started a game. Maybe Did he start the Ottawa game? I think he did. Yeah, he did. He started for yeah. uh, Kalungi, I believe, in the mm-hmm. Ottawa game. Yeah, it was uh, Duckett and Wechter in that game. So he's gotten back to full full health, and it's great to see him back on the field. He's a big asset to have because he can play center back, left back um, in a pinch, mm-hmm. and it's great to have depth. Um, I know Fairclough. Is it Fairclough or Faircloth? I think Not, it's Faircloth. Faircloth. Okay. He I've was on the bench, um, and I know Jeffrey's specifically pointed him out in um, in an interview, I believe, with Ashley of QCFC, mm. and talked about how well he had been doing in training. It's just it was hard to break through with you know exactly. Duckett and Kalungi are very very good pairing at center back. So mm-hmm. um, it's great to have depth, and I think we saw some of that on display throughout this stretch. And I think ultimately that's going to be a big um, a big positive for us as we go through this final stretch. Um, where the games are going to get really intense, uh, some of the opponents are going to be a lot tougher. There's, you yeah. know, there's ch- more chances for little injuries. You know, people's bodies are probably breaking down from uh, the weight of the season. 
in the length of the season. So um, it was great to see some depth get out there. And all in all, it was a pretty solid night for the independents. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can just leave it at that. So Yeah, definitely. Um, it was solid. The, the good thing is we did get three points on Wednesday. Uh, yep. In a really different game. from It was similar to this one, but it was different. Um, it, yeah. It, it was really good Not in the sense that we were in a different um, – a different oh god i don't even think i can't even think of the word we 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 were do, playing a different type of a game than we had played all season we had with one goal um and we didn't necessarily bunker down i would say like we may have done in the past later in the games mm-hmm. um but we had well, our defense played really well in that case they, uh, they were really good on wednesday night i think i'm sure they were tired mm-hmm. um again we talked about how many games they've played but um we saw Castillo returned to the lineup for the first time since maybe since is that the first time he's played with us since uh, the road trip where we played uh, Louisville and Cincinnati? I think it was. It's been a long it was, time. Since it was right around the time he went back to Colorado for the Open Cup and didn't come back because he was starting for Colorado for a few weeks. That may have been, I think the last, I think Louisville may have been the last time he played. So he, yeah. he was back. He was very solid at right back. Uh, Donnie Smith played left back mm-hmm. in that game um let's see otherwise it was still the normal center back pairing of duck at Kalungi, mm-hmm. uh, midfield tandem of ross and davidson and then estrada martinez martinez and herrera up front so it was a pretty standard lineup for us um yeah. and you know we talked about how we dominated uh, bethlehem's deal the first time we played them on the road and to be honest they looked like a different team on Wednesday yeah, night. They, they definitely felt different. They were so organized. Um, mm-hmm. I know we were sitting right beside the bench and we like, like I sit with you now a lot of times, yeah. but uh, we were sitting right beside their bench and their coach didn't say much, but <laughs> he did, you know, obviously they did the work and training to prepare because they were very organized at the back. Um, we had, we only had six shots on target in this one, I believe. Yeah, they actually and had one more. Yeah, they did. They, they, did, I'm telling you, they played surprising. really well. They surprised. I think uh, they surprised me. I don't mm-hmm. know if they surprised, surprised us. I'm, I'm sure they weren't. It wasn't a surprise to our team. You know, I'm sure they mm. were fully prepared and they're not going to um, underestimate anybody. But you know, we dominated possession in the first half. I believe we were at like 75 percent. 65. I think. 65. Okay. It was. It was much more in our favor, and it was. But then, in, in the at the end of the game, it was only we were only up in possession like 53 to 47 so you know they uh they didn't really sit back as much as i'm trying to think of some games that we just like st louis st louis and louisville maybe when we just kind of bunkered in and held on for dear life uh this one was just more of a solid defensive performance um Mm -hmm. duckett had to come off i believe due to injury and towards the end of the game Um, i know he was having trouble with his shoulder in the first half and then mm-hmm. he was involved in a – I think he, uh, he like, got tangled up with a player um, chasing the ball out of bounds. And I don't know if he his shoulder popped out again or whatnot, but hopefully he's okay. Um, we'll try to get some more information about that and tweet it out. So stay tuned to the Twitters. Yes, Twitters. Um, but, again, it was that was another solid performance from the Independents. Um, Enzo's goal in the 33rd minute uh, was the winner. Yeah. It, it, was, was, a, it, was, a, it was a good goal. It was. It was uh, a cross put in by Donnie. Um, and, and Herrera, despite his size, is going to challenge for the ball really well. Yeah. He didn't get his head to it, but he made the defender 
um, he forced the defender not to get it cleanly because mm-hmm. it just kind of skimmed off of the defender's head and it fell right to Enzo's feet. And Enzo did what Enzo does. He's pretty clinical in front of goal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot he, of congestion in the box that, When he's that close. I mean, he takes a lot of shots from distance that aren't necessarily going to um, test the keeper sometimes or they get blocked. But um, when he's in the box, I feel like he's going to score more often than not. Yeah, um, I would agree with so that. So he, he put it in the right spot. And, you know, we thought surely we would get more. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, again, Bethlehem played really well. Yeah, Romero um, played really well, too. Yes, their um, 16-year-old goalkeeper. Um, and Cody played really well as well. Cody mm-hmm. played. It was a really good goalie uh, back was, and forth. Exactly. I, I think I wrote that in the piece that it was a frustrating night for the attackers because both goalkeepers played excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a fun game. It was it was uh, it was a little stressful. Yeah. Um, the, the they clo- put a number of shots the, on yeah. target with speed and pace. Um, like the eighty second minute we had talked about previously, that was a really good shot. Yeah, Cody's save in the eighty um, second was because um, they've got some attacking Air players Mizell. there. Yeah, Air yeah. Mizell. Yeah. Um, Mizell. I was on Mizell, but um, but yeah, it was it was a. It was a solid team victory, and it's really hard looking over stats and whatnot for the team. It's really hard to pick a man of the match, personally. Uh, if I had to try to pick something statistical-wise, I mean, Donnie Smith, he was he's he's so fast on the ball and pointing on things. He's probably my man of the match. Donnie Smith? Donnie Smith, yeah. Uh, if it's not Mazel, I mean, Mazel, I feel like, is the easy choice, mm-hmm. or Enzo is the easy choice because he scored the goal. Yeah. Um, but Smith had 62 touches, 43 passes, um, one shot on target, and two key passes and assists. I think he did. He get the assist on the Enzo goal. I think I that don't, was unassisted. I don't believe so. If he did, he shouldn't have because technically it should have been. Yeah, no it was assist. unassisted. That's what I thought with it rolling um, around. But um, but most importantly, he had 95.3 passing accuracy. Yeah, he was which I think really is good. Uh, just from the naked eye. I mean, I didn't realize he was on the ball so much. Um, yeah. But I guess when we the way we play, our outside backs do get a lot of touches, um, especially yep. in the final third. They're always overlapping. And, of course, Donnie had that run at the end of the game that was <laughs> incredible. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I mean, he, he – if you watch, if you watch the highlights – in the game. That's the thing. If you watch the highlights of this, um, he's not in the picture no. when we have the ball at midfield. At the halfway line, he is not even in the picture yet. But I don't know, 15 yards later, he's like even with the ball. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I mean, he, he turned on the Jets. We were, I mean, fast. From our perspective in the stands, I mean, he ran just right in front of us. I've never seen somebody run that fast. And maybe it was just because nobody was running beside him that it, it looked like he was just. Well, I mean, but shoot. he was, it was just an incredible run. Especially considering the time of the game, too. Yeah, it was, it was in, later like in the, the game 80th too? minute, I think. Or yeah. It was late in the game, and he just turned on the jets it was awesome mm-hmm. he, it ended up you know it was a great save from romero again yeah um he got the shot away but still, i wish he would have scored just based yeah. on the effort that would have been honestly i think that should have that if he scores that that's probably a candidate for goal of the week just because of the run that he made before mm-hmm. before the shot yeah um so it was really unfortunate that romero made such a good play on it he came off his line at the right time and, and yeah. cut off his angle he seemed a lot more confident in this game i guess that uh First win of the season in his career, I guess. Uh, yeah, made and him he, more confident. He was probably more comfortable too because he got some more yeah. games under his belt, and they had been playing well. I mean, they, mm-hmm. I believe, they won two in a row since since they, they gave did. up the, the four loss to us. Um, but again, it was a it was a 
solid performance. I, I don't think we can say it was fan- a fantastic performance by any means, but um, anytime you get a 1-0 win is a great night. It's a credit to your defense. Regardless of the opponent. Yeah. yeah. 1-0 is great, and it's our first 1-0 of the year, and I think that was great to to get a win um, a win like that under our belts mm-hmm. because then as we play some of these tougher opponents and as we play these more intense games, they're probably going to be more low scoring and a little more scrappy, a little more physical. We know, you know, we've been there already. So yeah, we can kind it's of, it's a different facet of the team that we've look seen. Back. Yeah. We can kind nice. of uh, call back to these types of games later on in the season. So um, I guess that's kind of it recapping this week. Um, we had our man of the match and that one was Donnie Smith. And I actually, we didn't actually give a man of the match for Orlando um see i i had talked with you guys after the game i i debated whether or not to give it to orlando city's uh earl edwards jr but <gasps> blasphemy but we uh we thought better of that um so i actually picked david estrada as my man of the match against Ooh, orlando yeah. he um he did a lot of thing, little things that maybe didn't show up on the stat sheet but he also stat sheet looked the, great too. his stat sheet was really good he mm-hmm. had i believe three shots on target including yep. the goal Mm-hmm. And then he had three chances created for teammates. Yep. Um, so he was really involved in the attack. Five passing accuracy on forty five yep. passes. He was and he was really good um, tracking back defensively as well. He yeah. just had a really solid performance, and he went all ninety minutes, which he doesn't do a lot. A lot of times you'll see David Spees come on around the seventieth. Uh, Spees is usually our first sub off the bench. Typically, yeah. Um, but I was happy to see Siaj uh, time is becoming a reincurrent thing. Yeah, I, I was actually going to talk him. about that um, uh, before we minute Siaj came in. For get into this um, before we get into this preview of the Toronto game next Saturday. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about just some of the things that are emerging with the team, like mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe things that we are a little worried about. Um, like I'm a little worried that about. Uh, our offense cooling off i'm not like freaking out it's not time to panic or anything but the last three games we have only gotten one goal um each of the last three weeks and um true like i said it's not something to freak out about we've played some tough opponents and it's not like our performance has been awful so i'm not gonna sound the alarm yet but um it's definitely something i think we should keep an eye on um especially considering our real, our only real attacking sub off the bench is Jaime Siyash. and um, mm-hmm. it's great that we have a guy like him. That and he's kind of, I think Coach Jeffries is starting to trust him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw him come on very early last yeah, night. I what, think that's, you, what, that's what shows you. And I think it, it was good to bring him on in that moment too, because not that Herrera wasn't um, attacking the defense effectively but i think the way the game was going and the way we were going to need to attack and what was working attack wise uh-huh. we needed to bring in a taller bigger body i um, agree to to do that because it didn't seem like it was herrera's game was working in this one um which sometimes it will and sometimes it won't work and i also think uh, he might have just been tired i mean he very true he carried the team throughout the month of july and won mm-hmm. uh, usl's player of the month because of it yeah and, um, you know, we've talked about he's an older guy. It, it, at some point, he's, his body is going to have to take a little bit extra time to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it was great to get some fresh legs on there because Siaj, he, he's big as well, but he's fast. He yeah. can, and, and we were, we were kind of trying to launch counterattacks, and, um, you know, he had a really good impact on the game. He uh, had two shots on target, one of which uh, it was – just kind of a chaos in the box type of situation, and the ball went across to him. 
I don't know how Edwards. It, he it just Edwards was just in the right place. You know, yeah. I don't even think he saw the ball. He just hit him in the stomach and he caught it. You know. Yeah. Um, but Siaj did really well. He also did really well marking on set pieces and coming back on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. There was the a, there was a moment that, um, that it was it was like off of a corner kick or a free kick where he was defending in the right corner. Yeah. When he's playing, you know, mainly up top and on the left wing. So he was all the way on the opposite side of the field, but he was in the corner making not he was making life really difficult for the Orlando player and it just shows you his work rate and, you know, his his uh grit and all that. You know, it's mm-hmm. great to see an attacking player point. come back on the defensive end and really do a job um on set pieces and stuff. So I think he's he's a great substitute to have on the bench. I hope um I'm just a little worried that he's our only real attacking threat off the bench. Yeah, um, I think we maybe need to put Spees in more opportunities like that just to see what – because he scored the goal in Ottawa. I think so. Which was very nice. First goal of the season. Um, but we maybe need to try to tinker with that, especially with having two games that are against lower quality or yeah. lower in the standings because um, all USL teams are pretty high quality um, at this point. But I'd be, I would be interested to see that. I'd be Honestly, I'd be interested to see him start – um, one of these two games yeah, just I've, to give him more time under his belt because if we get to a point where someone needs more rest or there's an injury or, or whatever it is, we need to be able to uh, have that cohesiveness as far as the attacking mindset goes. Yeah, and I think he did start against Toronto maybe for that reason when we were on the road. Um, yeah. But he, you know, like like we said, he he usually comes on for Estrada. So he's getting plenty of minutes. He comes on nearly every game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was he even, I'm wondering if he's injured though. So I don't believe I saw him on the, was he on the bench last night? I don't night? think he was, to be honest and with you. And he was not but on the bench, um, um Wednesday the bench. night either because I saw him walking around, um, in the stands. Ooh. Um, so I'm wondering if he might be injured, um, uh, because Hopefully it's, not. it's atypical of him to not even make the bench two games in a row yeah. when he's normally one of our first guys off the bench. Um, so that's something else we'll try to find out for you guys. So once again, stay tuned to Twitter. We'll tweet that out any information that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's kind of dive into uh, next Saturday's game against Toronto while we're kind of talking about Toronto. Um, last time we played them, we had that disappointing draw where um, you know we went down to ten men, but then we got the go-ahead goal from uh, from Siaj and. Then we gave up the equalizer in the 92nd minute to Jordan yeah, Hamilton. Jordan Hamilton. And unfortunately, I was hoping he was going to be uh, going back to either Toronto, Maine, Toronto, the Big Reds, the Big Reds, or whoever. But he did play in the most recent game they played this week against Richmond. Um, they did lose the game, and they have lost two games in a row. Um, so that's one, I guess, a, a silver lining is that they, they've kind of – um, lost a couple in a row, so it's a positive for us, I guess you could say. Yeah, he did score. Maybe. He did score the lone goal in that game, um, and it was uh, not. He, when he gets in front of the box, he's going to put it in the back, and then it appears. So that's one thing I'm going to definitely look to uh, to see us man him. And one thing I, I had noticed, I wanted to bring this up in the uh, about OCB game, but I wonder if you've noticed it too, or maybe I've just been looking for it. It seems like Kalungi is or Henry. I always mispronounce his last name. Uh, seems to be marking their main attacker in different opportunities, uh, especially on like set pieces and things like that. I don't know if you've noticed that at all. I haven't uh, noticed. It's kind of a random thing that I've kind of looked at, um, which 
kudos to him because he's he's done fantastic with it. You look in the last game, obviously we mentioned it. Hadji Barry, other than the goal he scored at the penalty spot, he was pretty much non-existent. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Kalenji is such a good player. He doesn't get a lot of uh, attention for it, I guess, because he's so solid. You know, he doesn't. He's kind of like an offensive lineman in football. It's you know, if you're not calling his name a lot, it's probably a good thing, just because yeah. he's um, he's making the plays. He's not getting beat. He's not committing a ton of fouls. You know, he's he's just mm-hmm. a really solid player for us. Um, and I in like like I said, he probably doesn't get an, enough credit. Uh, for his performances but you know Toronto is I mean let's be honest Toronto is not anywhere near our standard um this is a game that we should win this is a game that we should win probably by two or three goals playing at home um with a full week of rest with a full week of training you know I think like we like I talked about I think the next two games I'm I'm putting them as must win uh, we've yeah. got to create some space between us and second and third place if we want to hold on to that top spot. Exactly. Going into in the order us, for us to finish where I think we should and where we can finish, we need to get six points on this on these two games. At the yep. very least, we need four. At the very least, we need four. Um, if we get two ties in this, it's going to put us in a situation where Charleston can re- retake their throne at the top. Yeah. Um, and Louisville, they even – let me double-check that. Because yeah, they haven't even played this week. They played Bethlehem No, Louisville tonight. was uh, um, off last night. Yeah, so. they play – well, they'll still – the most they can do is jump up to second, um, which will probably happen with them playing Bethlehem still, but it's a whole other discussion. But I think we'll be okay against Toronto. Um, I, think I think this so. is going to be an opportunity for us to, uh, I guess, correct the, the game we played against them last. Yeah, I think I that's think a good we'll way to put sti- it. I think we'll still see some changes in our lineup. Uh Lewis, I think we may rotate Hilton or Ross in for Hilton, um, even though Hilton played great against OCB. He he really brings a different facet into the game. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed to see Ross and Lewis beside each other um, in the game in this next one. I think we need to do some rotation, um, maybe even seeing Fairclaw if he's been playing good in practice uh, for Kalungi and Wetter and have Wetter beside uh, Fairclaw there. Uh, is there anything you want to see in the starting lineup as far as rotation goes? Or Honestly, what would you want to see? I would rather see our strongest 11. Really? Okay. I, I think this is a team that we rotated a lot against last time. Um, True. I think they have a negative 23 goal differential. I think we need to put our strongest lineup out there and kind of get our swagger back on the yeah. attacking side. I think we need to – because the problem with you know the rotation is that once we rotated some players – um, I think our our normal attacking four and our our attacking or maybe even our front six um, are still kind of trying to get back into a rhythm together because there's been so much movement. You know, you had you had Alex miss the road trip because of visa issues. You had you know Jorge and Enzo or excuse me, Enzo was uh, suspended a game. Jorge was injured a game. You know, it's yeah. been a while since they've be, all been full strength um, multiple games in a row. So I think I would rather see us go, especially with having from the for the rest of the season we've got um you know one game a week only yeah. games on the weekend so i would just rather see us put our strongest lineup out there and honestly just put up a big result against a bad team because yeah. toronto's a bad team i don't feel bad saying that um <laughs> it was i think they know where their standings are well they're the usl yeah but they i mean they've got some quality players they, though. no they, no i'm not saying that. they don't have quality players but they've yeah. 
I mean, they've got a negative 23 goal differential. Yeah, you you can't that say that there's a negative 23 goal differential and that they're a good team. They're not a good team. Yeah. So I think it's a game <laughs> that we need to win 4-1, four, 4-0, four to 5-1, to one, something like that. Maybe you and Chris need to plan a trip uh, to South Carolina for this weekend. <laughs> Once again, we're going to bring the, the GoFundMe <laughs> option out there. Um, it's not, it doesn't exist yet, but if there's enough buzz on the Twitterverse, <laughs> maybe we can make that happen. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll definitely handle this team uh i would like to see some rotation personally okay uh, well we can disagree um agree to disagree i think that's what's great about this is we've yeah. got great depth like we talked about earlier so mm-hmm. i mean honestly if we do rotate the squad yeah. i still think we should get a big result against this team yeah. i think we have the quality in our even in our substitutes um our our very quality i think we should still put up a big result against um toronto um, so and it'll be prediction. I'm gonna say um, I said all that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with my guns and say we mm. win four to one. Four to one. Wow. Four to one. And the, the one is probably just gonna be a Jordan Hamilton, uh, you know, garbage time in garbage time goal. If he even makes the trip, you know, maybe he'll have some visa issues. Wink, maybe. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, I think we'll be good. I, I would like to see some rotation. I wouldn't be disappointed in seeing. Uh, Fairclaw and Wetter start. Um, we'll probably have the Lonies out on the wings. I would yep, assume, probably uh, so, just to please our MLS affiliates or and non affiliates. Well, the nice the thing about that is they're both really good. Yeah, um, no doubt about it. When they play in their proper position, that is. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's not the end of the world to have have them out there. It's not like I don't know. It's not a Bender situation like you always refer to. Mm. Not Bender. Um, who's the goalkeeper lost. from Colorado? Oh, uh, the, uh, it, it starts with a B. <laughs> it's not Bender. Burner. It's Burner. 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 Yeah, Burner. Burner. It's definitely not a Burner situation. Yeah. Thank God. There's not time to burn everything down and, and march to Colorado to take their players back or anything yeah. silly like that. Sorry, um, I totally messed up the name. Sorry, Jacob <laughs> Bender. It's, you're not a problem. We, we like you, Jacob Bender. I like your last name. It, it reminds me of, uh, the Futurama character, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we'll be good. I think at the very least we'll win by two goals. Um, I think this is another opportunity to get a clean sheet, regardless if we're doing rotation, um, as solid as we play. Uh, one thing I really hope we can correct um, is it seems like in the second half we get pretty fatigued, which I think has been just well, the course of a lot of games yeah. probably here recently. I don't think there's um, – I don't think that's um, – I don't think it's like the guys are not doing their work. I think they're just true. – they've been playing a lot of games. Yeah. Um, a lot of games in a row and you know they've played a lot of games this season they played what 24 games now we have played 20 yeah so we are uh, tied up with everyone else that's played uh the same amount of games so um but yeah i so you're saying 2-0 is that your prediction officially Um, yeah let's do 2-0 2-0 i I feel we can get a clean sheet against them mazel's in great form that would be great um i think we'll see hilton and ross in the midfield um I would like to see Spees on the wing. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't even be disappointed if we see Spees and Siage. Just so throw it out there. Essentially, the same lineup we had um, last time we played Toronto. Except with the for, exception of yeah. like Enzo for Townsend or Herrera for Townsend. Yeah, I'd like to see Enzo and Herrera play. Um, okay. I wouldn't be disappointed to see Siage up top, honestly. I think he would do really good in that position. Because I think Alex, if we can have Alex, Spees, Enzo, and Siage up top, uh, 
I think that would be really crazy. I think it would be very – it would be another facet of our offense I'd like to see uh, get some reps in at this point. Yeah. Um, that's not – you know, that's not a bad idea by any means. But um, I still – I'm still going to say we go with our strongest 11 um, and just take it to Toronto, get some swagger back, um, you know, get that confidence, get that um, – Oh, the familiarity, get that back. Um, with the, I think that'll be important, the, with especially the with the amount of time our games are spread out. Yeah. I think that it's not a bad idea. I, I definitely can't uh, question that, I would say. But we're regardless, uh, I think we're both excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're coming towards the home stretch of the season. I believe we've yep. got uh, eight games remaining. Yep. Is that right? Uh, I think we've got nine, actually. I'm going to double-check this. It's well, we've played eight. 24. Don't we play 32? I don't even honestly know. Oh, come know on. That. I should know that number, but we have <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You are correct, sir. Eight. I, am wrong. I was We've right. eight games remaining. And um, I believe five of them are home. That is right. Yeah. Five of our last Woo! eight are at home, which is great. It is great. Um, uh, we've really, um, I think we've really played well at the Sportsplex. I think it would be awesome um, to host every playoff game that we play at the sportsplex um but It'll you guys gotta difference. come on out um on saturday uh we'll, we won't get too far ahead of ourselves we'll save that for the next episode when we have a little more time um to really dig into the final stretch of the season so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you guys on saturday to uh beat down toronto fc2 um i might be being a little overconfident i'm a little mm. worried i might edit that out <laughs> <laughs> uh but Anyways, uh, follow us on Twitter at Talkin' Jacks, and find us on Facebook if you'd like. Um, like us so that my mom and dad aren't the only ones that like the <laughs> Facebook page. I did finally like us on Facebook. All so right, Ben's on board. We have, uh, we've multiplied our numbers. <laughs> and uh, we're on Instagram as well. I don't put as much on Instagram just because it's photos and videos and we're an audio podcast so exactly, it's kind of yeah. difficult you know <laughs> uh, we're not instagram living our uh, yeah ca- occasionally i'll put uh some of my photos that i take at the game but they're not very good because i'm not a photographer some so. of them are good though one was reposted by austin yearwood because it was very that, cool I, that was cool so yeah. shout out to austin yearwood for posting that that was cool i like that photo a lot so thanks for um, tagging the credit photo too uh, yes thank you that was awesome I mean, most of the time when people do that they just steal the image so yeah that was great we know he didn't take the photo because he's in it so it's kind of obvious i guess that's true (laughs) so someone taught him his media ethics very well at high point university so i guess shout out (laughs) to high point university (laughs) so anyways we're getting a little off topic here um we love talking to you guys so we'll put out some uh questions next episode i know we didn't really do it this time uh, but we've been busy i was gonna do it it's gonna be like 11 in in, in the morning in the on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it is. It's Sunday, and we're, you know, it's been a long week yeah. for everybody. It's Life is hard sometimes, and it we're is. getting way off topic. So <laughs> we're just gonna, I'm just going to cut it off here, and we will talk to you guys next week. And have a wonderful day, yes. wonderful week, and always come on you jacks again. Woo!